How many people do you think actually put their email address down now for that crowd from what you could tell, Sean? Oh, for playing the game. So if you understand 80, 20 principles, 80% of the crowd was signing up for it, which pretty much blew me away. Every single time I saw that, from my observations, because I was definitely making note of that. If you're someone who refuses to go along to get along, if you question whether the status quo is good enough for you and your family, you want to leave this world better off than you found it, and you consider independence a sacred thing, you may be a prepper, a gardener, a homesteader, a survivalist, a farmer, a rancher, an environmentalist, or a rugged outdoorsman. This show is for those who choose the road less traveled, the road to self-reliance, for those living a daring adventure, life off the grid. Right, welcome back to the Off the Grid Biz Podcast. Today's episode is going to be quite a bit different because what we're doing, instead of interviewing somebody from the outside, I have producer Sean E. Douglas with me. He also joined me in Albany, Oregon for the Mother Earth News Fair. And we're going to talk about our experiences there. First, we're going to go off of why we went. What made this one stand out in our mind as something that we wanted to highlight on the show and go to when it happened this year. And really that comes back to an episode with Brad James from bpods.com. He's the one that mentioned Mother Earth News Fair. Off of the podcast, we had a small conversation with him about how he got involved with them and was giving a speech at one of the other events. So that led us to look a little further into Mother Earth News Fair. We we're very familiar with the magazine. And as we were looking into it, we noticed a number of speakers that had all the media capabilities. They had been on podcasts before. Many of them had. Many of them had written books. And it was something that was interesting to us that we wanted to explore via the podcast. So in leading up to the actual fair itself, we decided to start emailing and calling some of these people and seeing if they'd be willing to be interviewed on the show. Sure enough, they did. As you may have heard up until now, and if you haven't, go back and listen. We had 11 episodes with a different interview on each episode, all from different backgrounds, some of them writers, uh, some not. We produced them over a very short period of time in order to hit that deadline of the show itself. The last one that you may have heard was from Jeremy Zimmerman was taken at the show itself. So you got to hear us on location. And it was interesting. What were your expectations going into it, Sean? Well, thankfully, as Janice Cox was so nice to print out the whole schedule there and uh, the different speakers and times for you when she met up with you to do your recording, we were able to hit the ground running on understanding the different speakers, especially people that we had had on the show. We wanted to try to hit up as many as we could while we were there for the two days and uh, trying to map out. Most of them would speak more than one time. I think there was only a couple that only had one speech, if I'm not mistaken. Most of them were speaking two, three, four times, maybe even putting on workshops. I definitely expected to want to get in there and see as many people as I could. And me personally, you got to understand, I'm probably about as city slicker as you're going to get. Um, over time, as we've been doing the self-reliance and, and learning more about the field, Brian knows a lot more about these things than I do. And it's been a really educational and an eye-opener for me. And this, this series that we had before we got there 
was no exception. It was very much eye-opener for all the different range of topics that were being covered from the different speakers. Uh, and so I was really curious to get to sit down and spend some time listening to them, see them in action, and see the people that were listening, just different questions that would come up. Really wanted to see that. Wanted to see all the different uh, exhibitors and how things were laid out there, how everything was set up, uh, what the bookstore looked like, because I heard some things about they have this really nice bookstore. You know, so I had an idea of how it might look, but really being able to go in and see this atmosphere um, and how it all worked together, being there, it, it exceeded what I could picture in my mind. And it was, uh, it was just a very fun time before you knew it. Uh, the two days were up and uh, it was time to go home. Yeah, no, it, it, it really was. It, in terms of my expectations, it was very similar. I have been to expos and events like this previously, but none quite like this. None put on by a world-famous magazine like Mother Earth News. None that were that professional in terms of uh, directing people. My expectations just weren't there as far as that goes. I, I knew there was going to be vendors. I knew there were going to be speakers. I knew they'd probably be selling some books there because of all the writers that were going to be there. Besides that, I wasn't quite certain how it was going to all play out. I wasn't sure how big it was going to be. They've got six different ones every year, depending on which event you went to. It may be larger or smaller. I think this uh, one in Albany tends to be over uh, on the smaller end of things from the speakers that I know of that went to the other events. So I wasn't sure about that. But with first impressions, let's talk about first impressions. We showed up Saturday morning. We got there. I was surprised how uh, warm it was right away. <laughs> it was very warm weather. A good portion of the event was outdoors also. That was interesting to kind of see the mixture of the indoor and the outdoor parts of the event. One thing I knew right away, there was going to be more to see than we could possibly get to. The fact that there were 10 presentations and or workshops going at any given time, that you had to choose one out of those or unless you wanted to only get partial viewings. You had to jump around to one of the 10 stages to catch whoever you were interested in seeing. One thing that we figured out pretty quick was that we were not going to see everyone that we wanted to see or at least get to see them speak. And sure enough, there were people that I had met through the podcast that I did not even get a chance to go up and say hi to because we were so busy. That's just part of the first impressions. We'll get into a deeper dive as we go along. What were your first impressions, Sean, that first morning when we got there? Oh, yeah, it was a real eye-opener in trying to get in. Um, you know, there's people there at the, at the gates, obviously, they're attentive, making sure that you got your wristband or this, that, and the other, but very, very friendly. Not super locked down, like, you know, it's not like a, um, oh boy, if you go to a sporting event or something like that these days, or obviously if you go to the airport, that's a whole nother story uh, as far as trying to get into a place like that. But no, no, it, it's not, not super intensive or anything like that trying to get in. So that's really nice. Again, friendly. I think everybody there was seemingly in a pretty good mood. It wasn't hard to figure out where the different stages were at. It didn't seem to take too long getting in there, figuring out the layout of the place uh, and taking it all in. And as we were doing that, I was surprised we kept running into different speakers as we were just walking around. We met Michael Foley, uh, Leah Webb, and a few others, even before we even sat down. And the first one we watched was the Shockies and Kirsten was doing her speech. 
I think that one started about 45 minutes after we walked in the door or something like that, half hour after we walked into the door. So just taking in a lot of stuff. Basically, that's all, about all I can say. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the, the Shockey's talk. So we got to see uh, Kirsten and Christopher Shockey. They were the first speech that we got to witness. And I had some notes I was looking over. It was interesting because it was outside. It was, it was slightly breezy and you could kind of hear that it was kind of over uh, underneath a large tarp and the tarp was kind of hitting up against the poles a little bit. You could hear that they were kind of next to a petting zoo. So you could hear a, a few animal <laughs> sounds here and there that they kind of integrated into their presentation by kind of joking about it. Uh, Kirsten was the one that did most of the presentation. It was very professional, very interesting, kind of a good uh, starter on just fermenting vegetables and the the concept behind that, how to do pickling in a traditional fermented pickling way. This is really good stuff. We jumped from, we're going to go a little bit deeper and just kind of give some highlights just so you know, we kind of jumped from speaker to speaker. After that, we got to see uh, Jeremy Zimmerman discuss um, beer making. Then we saw Leah Webb talking about belly biochemistry. That was very interesting. Lots of heavy-duty knowledge on that one. And then we saw uh, Frank Hyman uh, with uh, Hintopia show some live examples of ways that you can create water feeder. I mean, he discussed it on the show. So if you listen to what he was saying, he was going to talk about it. That's what he talked about. And it was, it was a lot of fun. He's very entertaining. And then we got to see Janice Cox talk about lavender for health and beauty. So these were all people that we had had on the show. It was great meeting them in person. Afterwards, many of them, you were directed back to a signing table, which was over in this bookstore area, which is kind of an area in the expo that's kind of cornered off where all the books being sold by the Mother Earth News Fair were there. Most of the authors had their books in the bookstore. And after they had spoken, many of them, you can go and get your book signed with them. That was a really interesting process. So you watch a speech, you're encouraged to go buy the book and have it signed. Anything else you want to say about that first day, Sean? Yeah, just a little bit further on having them go for the signing. Uh, the people that I, I made note here, we saw in total in the two days, and we'll get into Sunday, we saw nine speakers, five on Saturday, four on Sunday. And part of that is because on Saturday it ran an hour longer. I think it went till six, and on Sunday it only went till five. And most of those people that we watched, they had, they were going to do a signing either right after or very, very soon after. And I did look at the ones that did not do that when we were at their uh, speech. There were other times where it was quickly afterwards that they did that on other speeches. So this is something that, that definitely was, that definitely is uh, something that somewhere down the line, Mother of News is organized with their speakers to try to at least do that. It seems like at least one speech for most of them uh, every weekend. Um, so that that's really good. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, that a lot of the tie within this is going back. That's your funnel. That's where your call to action is, if you will, to go back there and do the signing and go to the bookstore and get them there. But it also, I noticed with various speakers, not to say that they wouldn't want to take questions or anything like that. Everybody was friendly and all these things, but more to say that, because you could see <laughs> pretty much after a lot of these, you could see a, like a little bit of a crowd 
wanting to, to, to get around these speakers right after they were done, waiting to ask questions. And I'm sure if I had to sit down with Andrew or whoever um, in the early times, if they weren't doing this kind of thing before, they probably may have gotten bogged down with these questions right after the speeches. And so you can see a clear call to action to go back to the bookstore for a signing and to answer questions. And that's part of the, the thing there, but it also frees up that situation from getting kind of bottlenecked there so that they can also in turn get ready for the next speaker to get ready. Because as you said, they could be having like up to 10 of these things going on at one time and there's one after another that's happening again and again. So if you put it all together, it just makes sense for a lot of different reasons to have that kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to pause the conversation right there. What you're listening to right now is a special edition podcast. These episodes all have to do with the Mother Earth News Fair in Albany, Oregon of 2019. At the time I'm recording this, we have learned so much about how to take advantage of events, and I want you to be able to use this information in your own business. Go to brianjpombo.com slash secrets. We are going to be putting out helpful materials on how you can use events to grow your business. When you go to this page, you will either see our latest programs, or if you make it there early enough, you will see an email address capture page. Put in your email address, and we will be sure and update you as soon as we get these out there. You're not going to want to miss this. If you get in early enough, you can get a special deal. These are principles that never go away. These programs will be based on the experience of people who have written books, spoken at the events, or exhibited there, talking about how to use events, books, and speaking, all to build your business. That's B-R-I-A-N-J-P-O-M-B-O dot com slash S-E-C-R-E-T-S. BrianJPombo.com slash secrets. And now, back to the conversation. Absolutely. It, it was great because there were different ways that they encouraged people to go uh, purchase the books or to go and sign. One of the ways that we saw on the first day, uh, both Frank Hyman and the Shockies had these flyers that were handed out during their speech. And you can tell they're put together by Story Publishing because, well, it says Story Publishing on it, but also it has that um, they have a similar look to them. So on one side, it's got their picture, it's got the picture of their book, the, the item number, the price of it, when their book signing is, the fact that, that you can get 20% off of the bookstore, which seemed to be a constant thing all weekend. And then on the other side, they'd have details about that person. So for example, the Shockies on the other side had a few recipes, one for green peppercorn mustard, one for whole leaf fermented basil is really cool. Nice little recipes on the other side and an area for notes. And then uh, on the other side of Frank Hyman's four ways, uh, a hatch is better than a hinged roof. And so it's it kind of a step-by-step talking about the advantages. That's a neat little way to be able to get people to do the next step, to be able to go through the process. Another neat thing that we saw happening and the first person we saw doing it was uh, Leah Webb, and that was hand around a. Uh, did she have a clipboard? I believe she did. She had clipboards. Two yeah, clipboards. she had two clipboards. Yeah. And she was asking for people's uh, names and email addresses. And what? And the reason for it, she said, if you put your name and email address down, 
uh, I will basically have a raffle at the end of the speech and give away one of my books. How many people do you think actually put their email address down out for that crowd from what you could tell, Sean? Oh, for playing the game. So if you understand 80, 20 principles. Um, so if we're playing that game, I would say we're at least on the 80% side. So that meaning at least I would say 80% of the crowd was signing up for it, which pretty much blew me away um, that, that that would happen. And that was not the only person that I would say every single one that time I saw that from my observations, because I was definitely making note of that. I would say for playing that 80-20 game, it's going to be on the 80% side uh, that we're looking at for the conversion rate. Yeah, that was pretty incredible. And you got to think about as a speaker, if you're a speaker and you're looking to get out there, how can you get the most out of this experience? Well, one way is to encourage them to purchase something, purchase a book if you've got a book for sale. Another way is to get their information so that you can have an ongoing conversation with them after the show. I mean, it only makes sense that they would do something like this. And th there were a number of speakers that didn't do anything of that sort, but there were also uh, a couple other speakers. I know Gary Collins. I know um, Janice Cox also passed around bags. They had little slips of paper that you could fill out. I believe that was set up by Mother Earth News because that's their publisher. You could see how the book publishers do everything they can to help out the process also. Just because a person's a speaker or has written a book doesn't mean that they're running a, a really full-scale business on this. What we're talking about is the business aspects of all these things. As we discussed throughout all the interviews leading up to this, why would someone want to write a book? Why would someone want to give a speech at, a, at an event like this? And so we're, we're kind of talking in and out of all these things as we go along, really entertaining speeches and presentations on, on all levels. I mean, we enjoyed every one that we saw, and it was very, very interesting. If you're just wanting to get some info, especially on a particular topic that you know is in this realm and you know a certain speaker is going to be there, it's worth the price just to go in for that let alone all the vendors have great presentations and everything going on. There's always more that can be done in terms of business, and we'll be talking more about that in future episodes. But just to see what was done, I'd also like to mention Chris White, who we had on the show from dripworks.com. We got to talk with him a little bit. We didn't get to catch his speech, but he had mentioned how he told people about his booth but he didn't necessarily see people go over to his booth right away after being done with the speech. But he found people filtering through all throughout the rest of the weekend that had been to the speech that saw him there and came over because they saw the speech. So even though he didn't have a book for them to purchase, he did have an opportunity for them to come by the booth and take part in the activities that were there at the Dripworks booth. So that was pretty cool. I forget if I asked him or not if he had something he was giving away during his speech um, trying to mirror and match some ways of they do this with the books where there's some, maybe there's something given away or there's a speak you know hey they've got a draw to do signing or something like that was there a draw right after the speech to get them to that table so that they would go there right away but yeah he was he did say we'd seen steady people coming in uh, through the rest of that day. And we talked to them fairly early on Sunday and they seemed fairly pleased uh, that there were just steady people coming back again and again, that they had saw the speech and, and uh, wanted to drop by and say hi and inquire about drip work. So that was terrific. 
Uh, one other point I wanted to say on the speaking before I forget, and also for that, this is, it's a biz podcast, so we are talking about business stuff, but I do not want to undersell. Uh, I learned so, again, I, like I said, I'm like a city slicker on a lot of this stuff. I learned so much stuff uh, from these people and sitting down and hearing what they had to say, taking notes with everybody all the way through, you know, even from a health standpoint, uh, at least to start out, you know, I was so impressed by Leah's talk conversation that I bought her book and I'm implementing some of the things she's got with her cookbook. So I'm really pleased about that just on a personal level. Um, did not expect to get anything like that out of, out of this, this uh, whole ordeal, but uh, just for my health benefit, I've gotten that. But I learned so much stuff uh, in, in getting to see, again, like, like Kirsten, you know, they had the cameras up there and that was really nice to see her working on the fermenting and everything. So, I mean, I really enjoyed what the people had to say. I mean, it's not just all business. Um, and it was very much an eye opener and I do, am very much encouraged to, to learn more about these type of things just over time. Uh, don't expect to learn it overnight for sure. But another thing that I thought was great and the first person we saw again, Shockies, had their books right up there at the front. Nice big books. Most of them had, you know, big lettering. You could see it, we were way in the back. I could see those things nice and clear from the back, you know, that you see that. And again, you'd see a lot of these people having their books right up there at the front. And I thought that was terrific. Uh, what, a, what a great way to remind people that you have these books and it's, it's right there. <laughs> you can't, can't dispute. Uh, it's right there. You can see it uh, fresh in their minds as you're talking. There it is. So I thought that was a great, another great idea that you'd see consistently through the different talks and that was just really nice. I know like uh, Uncle Mud, we saw him on Sunday and he was kind of doing his own thing with his whole setup, but they had the book layout right there for all his stuff. I mean, he pretty much had that, that spot, you know, he pretty much dominated his, uh, his little area through uh, the whole weekend, but he had his books right there that you could get, you know, there were people available to help sell books or what have you right there for his purposes too. And so it just, it was just, it was great stuff. Yeah, and that Uncle Mud, we're looking at having him on the show in a future episode here. He was, the specific talk that we watched of his was on rocket mass heaters. Really great personality, really interesting guy. Got a lot of interesting background to go off of, so I can't wait to be able to talk deeper with him on that. We got to see Andy Brennan from Aaron Burr Cider. We got to see Gary Collins from Simple Life. We got to see... Uh, Crystal Stevens from growcreateinspire.com. She's also someone that we were hoping to have on the podcast in the future, but you definitely want to check out her stuff. Just a really good day on Sunday. Got to meet a lot of great people. Well, the whole weekend we did. Got to meet a, whole, a lot of great people. Didn't get to see close up all of the vending opportunities there, all of the booths and everything that were set up but we did get to meet a few people. We're going to have some of those people on the show, get to talk with them about their uh, final experiences with the Mother Earth News Fair and kind of give a wrap up to this entire series. Now, it doesn't mean it ends. A lot of our relationships with these people are going to go beyond that and we'll have them back on the show or have them on the show for the first time, even though we met them there. But we're really going to we're going to go in a little bit deeper and find out some more people's perspectives on the Mother Earth News Fair, this particular one for 2019 from Albany, Oregon. And, you know, overall impressions from me was that it's very well organized, very clean, very straightforward. Once you're there for a few hours, you get an idea of the layout 
and the overall process of the whole thing. And there's lots of opportunity for people with businesses. If you have a personality business, it really works out great because you may be able to get one of the slots to speak somewhere. You could promote a book. You could promote anything that you possibly selling that would fit that crowd. And it's very much a self-reliance based crowd, a homesteading crowd. You got a whole lot of anything that's even closely related to that was represented there at the Mother Earth News Fair. I know there's a couple of the sub niches that I know people in that have been at those events in the past, and I'm hoping to see them back again in the future and really see it some even more variety at these shows. But lots of fun. Overall impression was it was, I, I can't wait to go back next year. I hope to be able to hit up some of the other ones also. Who knows, maybe even take part in some of the opportunities myself. Any uh, overall impressions from the whole event, Sean? Yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed it up uh, pretty good right there. Definitely, I would like to go back again, and it would be awesome to go check out some of the ones that are beyond just Oregon. I know, talk with some of the speakers, there were different, this was set up a little bit different than some of the other different ones, and it'd be interesting to see how the layout is at different ones, especially, I think it was in Pennsylvania, uh, Andrew Perkins was talking about how that's a whole nother type of feel with that one that's very unique from the other different ones, uh, the other ones that they have. So um, to like definitely like to check that out one day. Totally planning on going back again next year. It was amazing the first day. There was so much to take in because it was the first time that we had gone there and to see how it all was and you're processing that by the second day. Yeah. Okay. You kind of got an idea how the feel is and how things are going to go. And so it was a little bit different and I'll be very interested to see how uh, the second time we go out there, how that'll go. Had a great time. Everybody seemed like out there, they were, they were doing, it's just a really fun time. Just like you, a lot of stuff we heard in the episodes that we put together, it held to it. So we've got a few more episodes to go in our Mother Earth News Fair series. So be sure and listen to those and we will continue on. We've got some great interviews already lined up after the series also. Stay tuned. Thank you for joining us on the Off the Grid Biz podcast. If there's anything that you'd like to hear more about, please let us know. If there's anyone you'd like to be on the show, please let us know. And you have a great day. Join us again on the next Off the Grid Biz Podcast, brought to you by the team at brianjpombo.com, helping successful but overworked entrepreneurs transform their companies into dream assets. That's B-R-I-A-N-J-P-O-M-B-O.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Off the Grid Biz Podcast, go to offthegridbiz.com slash contact. Those who appear on the show do not necessarily endorse my beliefs, suggestions, or advice, or any of the services provided by our sponsor. Our theme music is Cold Sun by Dell. Our executive producer and head researcher is Sean E. Douglas. I'm Brian Pombo, and until next time, I wish you peace, freedom, and success.